0: the podcast, it's a variety show about our favorite team, hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's our inaugural episode. Woo! Whoa, episode one. We have some audience and stuff in the house. Episode one is happening. New beginnings. The, the wolf season is, is off and running. It's been about two weeks of the NBA season so far. So far, so good for the Wolves.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think we can complain with how it started. I can't say I predicted this, but...
0: No, as a Wolves fan, you, you, you know, it's been so many years. Been so many years of just tough starts and, and sort of, you know, downtrodden beginnings, I think. Yeah,
1: and I think that we're expected our rookies to have more of a gradual process of getting better. Like Wiggins kind of experienced some growing pains. He wasn't amazing right away
0: last season, but that is not the case this year. Yeah, they're coming right out of the gates. You've got a bunch of young guys, and typically that means you know it's going to be tough. But so far, the Wolves' winning record right now, and most uh, improbably on the back of their defense. Whoa, the Wolves are playing defense, finishing games. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's weird times for sure.
1: Yeah, it, it feels like it feels like uh, quicksand. I feel like I can't get used to it. But every game I watched, I mean, they have not had a terrible defensive performance yet.
0: Right. So, so we, um, you know, we have been um, just to give a little background about um, ourselves. We grew up on the late '90s and early 2000 Timberwolves, the KG heyday era. Um, I remember going to the Target Center and getting my free
1: Doug West promotional jersey. Oh, way back in the day,
0: Doug West in the house, free jersey with the Pepsi logo on or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. We'd get like a small ticket package, I think, like four games maybe a year. Yes. Back when the Jumbotron was actually just 16 smaller TVs <laughs> to run together, like a grid.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Old school Target Center. It hasn't up been upgraded very much. Since no, the, then. They, they play the same music, but... Uh the
1: speakers at least got one upgrade. I'm I'm sure. So we've the way. kind
0: of always been wolves fans, um, but definitely stuck with the team through all the through the bad years. I guess of the later 2000s and into the you know this decade and stuff. And you know things are things are things are seemingly always on the up and up. The young team always coming through. You know that kind of that kind of stuff. But uh, I think for right now, it's better than it's been in a long time.
1: I have this theory that going through this this crazy wilderness of being terrible really is like uh, how a rock becomes a diamond in that <laughs> the people who are still around, the Timberwolves fans that are still around tend to be very sharp and very smart like, once this team gets good, and hopefully one day, but once we get back to the playoffs, you get all those, like, bandwagon fans who are the talk radio crowd who call in and and ask, like, oh, well, we should trade Ricky or whatever, you know? <laughs> and so I think that the, the silver lining of being terrible for so very long is that all the fair-weathered fans left a long time ago. That's
0: right. Only the weirdos who stick through the 15-win seasons and stuff like that are, are still here. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, so we decided to start a show. At this point, we've always we were big podcast fans, and we always want to do a show about the wolves. No better time than now.
1: Absolutely, inspired by many of our favorite podcasts. There's a lot of great wolves podcasts out here, and
0: ones that have come and gone. Uh, I missed the T Wolfcast and everything. That's right. That's right. It's an ever evolving ecosystem. But uh, let's just start talking about a couple of the things that uh, you know have happened so far in the early part of the season. Right now, to start. I think the number one sort of hot button topic is Mr. Zach Levine. A very divisive figure in the Dallas yeah. community. Yeah, is he a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? Most people would say he is a shooting guard and is kind of being played at point guard right now just to get his get his reps in, get his minutes up and that kind of thing. He's a combo guard. He's a combo guard. He can do it all. But obviously you see the you see the ups and downs. Of Zach Levine flashes of brilliance followed by uh, the inability to throw a pass into the post. Uh, it's so confounding and really tough for Wolves fans uh, to, to see Zach play. But I think we, we, we have hope for what he can become, right? I think, you know, even if you the most frustrated Zach Levine fan can still see the flashes, right? Uh, Zach is, if
1: anything, he's potential, if not anything else. And I think it's obviously worth seeing what we can get out of him eventually, what he can grow into. The question is, is playing him at point guard at this point actually helping him become a better point guard the theory I guess is you got to struggle and get minutes at it to be good at it but I haven't seen him improve from last year he got a lot of minutes on it last year and maybe it's the fact that like last year he wasn't really being guided and coached as much because he was being rolled out there as like a secret tanking strategy (laughs) thank you Zach
0: Levine for Carl Anthony Towns (laughs) that's right yeah so yeah Zach getting a lot he's getting the backup point guard minutes right now coming in for Ricky just about every single night Um, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, who would definitely love to see him play shooting guard. But the problem with that is Kevin Martin's coming off the bench right now. And, you know, he might be the guy, you know, who doesn't quite fit at this point when you're trying to really, if you're you're really trying to have a season about progressing the young guys. So it's tough because you'd like to see Zach play obviously as much as possible and grow into the best player he can become. But at the same time, he seems to be hurting us when that second unit comes in.
1: Well, it's interesting because Kevin Martin might be traded this yeah. year, and so you can't Most just sit him. to be traded. You can't you can't sit him. You got to play him so that you can drive up his value, and so you can get something in value in return. But if you, that's the theory, why don't you play him alongside Ricky Rubio? Because there's nobody who helps trade value better than Ricky Rubio. He oh, makes yeah. everybody look good, <laughs> and he's probably got an extra millions on people's contracts. He got Pekovic. A great contract. That's Ricky Rubio. He did. and He really, he really did. You think Zach Levine throwing post-entry passes to Pekovic? Pekovic is never going to average a double-double on that. <laughs> we were watching the Hawks game, and we actually celebrated when we saw Zach Levine complete an entry pass to Gorgie. It's beautiful. It, it was. <laughs> they, it, was uh, it was actually a very, lob, very good They were fronting pass. him, and he yeah. lobbed it over the top. But just the fact that we we celebrated and noticed it like, hey, hey, look, it happened. He did it. It speaks something about his passing ability at this point. <laughs> And I think one of the things that frustrates people is that a lot of his success, his flashes of brilliance, come when he just puts his head down and goes to the goes to the hole, pulls
0: up for a jumper. But it, it's when he does he plays naturally. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his his aggression going to the hoop. He's got to try and keep finishing. Gets into trouble. When he tries to drive and kick sometimes. I think, but yeah, Zach Levine. For sure, someone you know, um, you know, crowd favorite. Everyone knows him from the dunks. Everyone knows him from last year's All Star Weekend, winning uh, you know the dunk contest and everything.
1: I was talking uh, with—I don't think I was watching it with you, but I was watching with a friend, and we were talking about how many little kids have Zach Levine jerseys. My theory (laughs) is that if you were a child, if you're like in elementary school and you're getting you know folders with like Kevin Durant on them from Fleet Farm to go back to school, (laughs) Fleet Farm, you're getting all your folders and notebooks. Like you got to like think Zach Levine's got to be the most popular among that age group because he's just what you think basketball players should be able to do at that age. I remember going to games and being like, why isn't everyone doing what Jordan does? I, why isn't everyone just scoring whenever they want to oh, as a kid and not understanding right away that not everyone could be Jordan? But if, just watching Zach do dunks and
0: stuff like that, you, you can be like,
1: whoa, why isn't he the best player in the league? Look how big he can jump.
0: Yes, he's, he's crowd-pleasing. He's got the acrobatic dunks for sure. Zach Levine, someone to keep an eye on. It should be a long season as far as Zach Levine goes, but I have high hopes for the I'll long make a term.
1: mini prediction here. Okay, okay. Before the end of his career, we'll see Zach Levine on a Teen Choice Award, Nickelodeon Teen <laughs> Choice Award.
0: He will get slimed. He will get slimed. He will win a surfboard, something like that. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, the, the second best topic, biggest topic so far has been Carl Anthony Towns totally living up so far within seven games to the number one draft pick status that he is uh, we're calling it uh, something that Aaron Gleeman of uh, Twins Blogger fame has has um, coined on Twitter as hashtag Towns Porn. Towns Porn. And, and that's all the sort of like crazy stats and like amazing. Uh, He's doing
1: things know. that a teenager shouldn't be doing in the NBA and that few uh-huh. teenagers have ever done in the NBA. Yes. Which is really the, 19 thing years to, old. the thing to keep in mind because we've seen rookies hit the league and succeed right away before. But a lot of times that like Ricky's rookie year, he had been playing professionally for a long time. And yeah. so, a lot of times, when you see rookies hit the ground running, they've maybe a Mania Bielitsa situation where they've been playing professional basketball for a long time beforehand. But with Towns, I mean, he was literally playing, you know, in the NCAA last year at this time. Right. He's probably already played more games in his NBA career than
0: Kentucky played in two months. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He and, and when he was in the game, he didn't play very often. No, you know, he, he was you know he was twenty minutes a game or something like that. He was a superstar, so he, can, he knew he
1: could come in and just play as hard as he could he'd go 100 percent because he knows he's not going to get enough minutes where now I even heard uh, he had a quote where he said he's learning to slow it down because in college he never had to slow it down right but he has to pace himself a little bit because if he doesn't he's we've seen him ask out of a game he when yeah. he he, <laughs> he runs himself out and that's admirable but you also have to learn how to pace yourself so you have it in the final minutes and he,
0: yeah I mean and I think that's one of the most impressive things is he is so mature out there both emotionally and physically. You see him, you know, a couple moves in the paint, not rushing that shot in the lane. Um, looks really great for such a young guy. And that's the thing. I mean, even last year with Wiggins, Rookie of the Year, but it took him a while to kind of come into form. But with Towns, he's here right now. He's doing it right now. Towns looks like he belongs, and he doesn't even look like he's
1: asserting that he belongs. He's not in here being like, this is my league, like a Mario Hazonia like kind yeah. of swagger or anything like yeah. that. He's not he forcing he, it. Right. He doesn't even need that. He just looks like he's been playing
0: in this league already. Yeah. It doesn't seem like much phases him. So right now he's at through seven games, averaging 16 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks, shooting 91% from the free throw line. Ooh. I mean, some of the stuff. Probably
1: our best free throw shooter at this point. Not yeah. any, We haven't been shooting them great so far in this early yeah. season.
0: What else? What are some other good good stats that we got from, from Towns?
1: All right. Well, I got this one. Carl Anthony Towns is the third player in the last 30 seasons. 30? 30. 75 points, 40 rebounds, 15 blocks with at least five career in their first five career games. Wow. The only other two people to do that are Shaq and David Robinson.
0: And I think those two went on to have pretty decent careers. I think they were all right. I think they were all right. Also, uh, it w- uh, so far. So he's had uh, six straight games with um, at least three block shots. So he's blocking tons of shots, usually in the fourth quarter. Uh, and uh, he now, as you know, that uh, has that tied uh, the franchise record um, yeah, with uh, six six plus games with three blocks and more. The other two people in that in that uh, franchise record, Darko Milicic. And uh, rest in peace, Eddie Griffin. Mm. Uh, in, that, in that list,
1: so I'm on elite Kat, company. Yeah, cat easily not quite Shaq into and that. David Robinson, but right. But this is
0: just Wolves franchise, so. right? It's a, <laughs> it's a narrower category, a much narrower category. We're very excited for Carly Anthony Towns. Thanks, And also, thanks, Towns.
1: I think we should just appreciate it as it comes because the rookie struggles as as we we can't imagine him right now because he seemed. To handle everything that's thrown at him, but they will come. Yeah, the league will start to realize the ha- the scout. They'll have to scout for him and prepare for him, which they might not do against a rookie right away. Yeah, and the tape will get out there. He'll hit that rookie wall around the All Star break, like we've seen so many rookies do, where they're just not used to playing eighty games in a year. They're mm-hmm. placed used to playing thirty games in a year, mm-hmm.
0: and so around that time, you know, he might he might hit a wall at some point. Yeah, we'll be ready for it. It's all good. Um, so keeping keeping things going uh, next point we want to talk about are the road wins the wolves uh, as of right now recording this on Wednesday I believe it's the it is the 11th yeah Wednesday the 11th right before the Golden State game on Thursday the 12th wolves right now four and0 on the road unfortunately 0 and three at home uh, but winning on the road again not something wolves fans are used to. Uh, early in the season, I think we I think we had seven uh, win I can't remember what the stat was, but we're way ahead uh, of our pace, our terrible league worst pace obviously from last year uh, but winning on the road, something we're not used to, especially big games in Chicago and Atlanta crazy. Right. Very good crowds at both of those places,
1: places that are known to be hard to win at. In fact, we had our longest losing streak on the road was at at Atlanta. We had last one in like 2003. KG was there in that that game as well. (laughs) And I think that it speaks to the resiliency of this team that a lot of times we've seen Timberwolves teams fold in the fourth quarter. uh, Previous teams when the going gets hard, it seems like, oh, the other team can just turn up whenever they want to and put us away. Like the, the other team, we can stick around for three quarters because the other team is, you know, humoring us. But in the fourth quarter, they could always slam the door shut. And uh, all of these games, we've seen our lead slide in the fourth. Sometimes some of these teams have staged big comebacks when they decide to turn it on. But we've been able to hold them off. And I think that shows a lot of mental toughness, not only from our rookies, from our sophomore players like Wiggins. And I think maybe that comes from, you know, having a person like Ke- Kevin Garnett on the team
0: teaching teaching the young teaching the youngsters yeah i think catch this stuff how, I, how, to, how to how to close
1: one out i think the list of players who like winning uh with like to make the other crowd angry like winning on the road to upset all the fans and make them go host, home sad i think the list of players who like that more than kevin garnett is a very short list right i think he likes ruining other people's nights and I think another aspect of this, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but Carl Anthony Towns got to show out every arena he plays, you know? he think he's thinking about the Rookie of the Year? He's got, this is his debut announcement tour. Yeah. Everybody, he's got fans all over the country coming to see him. He's going to put on a show. I see. That's he, that's a LeBron James kind of mentality of no matter where
0: you go, people came to see me. Yeah. They
1: bought my ticket, so I better I better show up and show
0: out. As the number one pick, That's that seems to make sense, you know? He's he's leaving an impression in all of these cities. That's for sure. Let's hope we can keep winning on the road. It's it's really fun and you know to go to someone else's gym and get a win. Obviously, like some wins that come at Target Center as home well. Home wins will come
1: though. Home wins will come if you can take care of your business or if you can hold five hundred on the road and take care of your business at home. That's that's the recipe for playoff success.
0: That's awesome. Road wins. Let's keep them going.
1: Um, I I also like to think that there is a small part of this team that is protesting the Target Center's renovations being delayed (laughs) another year, that they're playing worse because they're like, yeah, of course, we have the worst locker rooms. Every locker room they go into, that's got to be discouraging for like Carl Anthony Towns is that he probably had a nicer locker room in Kentucky than the Wolves have at the Target Center. And so that's got to be a little disappointing. Anywhere you go, you're like, man, the, the Visitors Clubhouse is awesome here. Yeah. And then go back to the Target Center in that dumpy little arena that we have. Target Center needs some help. It needs, needs help, badly. Actually. It's been
0: promised for years and years. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I, we bought our first pair of season tickets before the Andre Karolinko year, and that yeah. was their selling point is get these tickets before these renovations happen because, man, everyone's gonna it's going to be hard to get a ticket. Everyone wants to come see this new renovated place. I like the idea of calling
0: that year the, the Karolinko year. The Karolinko year. <laughs>
1: That's all. <laughs> that's all I'll remember it. Yeah,
0: the knuckle push-ups year. No, it's Karolinko <laughs> it's year. The Karolinko year. Much right? better. We'll never forget the times when we had AK forty seven on the team. You have an AK jersey, right? You, uh, get one? you got a Wolves jersey. I got a Shved one because oh, Shved. it was
1: it was during a rummage sale and they had yeah. an authentic K, AK and an authentic Shved. But the AK one was like a double XL and yeah. I, it would be
0: pajamas on me, whereas the Shved one was my size. Got to have the Shved. Uh, Moving on, a couple of fun things that we've been uh, picking up from the first uh, week and a half or so of games. KG picking on the youngsters. Not our youngsters, although that definitely happens for sure, probably behind closed doors in the locker room and at practice and stuff. But we're talking about KG the menace. KG, the guy who gets under your skin, where if he's on um, the opposing team, you just hate his guts. Like, hey, man, why are you doing that? You're just being a jerk. But when he's on your team... It's it's somehow more hilarious and more tolerable. I remember from the first game we saw him going right at Julius Randall. Oh yeah, just give, giving him an earful, I getting under his skin, trying to bump him a little bit, stuff like that.
1: There was a timeout, and they were going into timeout, and KG was jawing at Randall the entire time. And it goes to a close up on Randall, but in the background you see Roy Hibbert stop and do a double take and like <laughs> look back at KG, is like eyes wide. You can tell he could not believe what was coming out of KG's mouth there.
0: <laughs> and, Some choice words.
1: And as always, KG's gotten the reputation for bullying rookies and soft white dudes and euros, and we've seen that all. <laughs> <laughs> All three of those, really, because I'm still counting Julius Randle as a rookie. And yeah, because yeah. Of he, course, for he sure. didn't really have year, yeah. and uh, then he got on Doug Mc, or uh, Doug McDermott. <laughs> yeah, even Chicago. though that was more tangential damage from him picking on Nikola Miritich. Yeah, they got into it, and, and Doug, little poor Dougie came in, not really, you know. No, did he had know. no he was bone getting to pick. Into, yeah. But KG was angry, and so he caught, saw <laughs> KG get a technical foul for elbowing Doug in the oh, head yeah. at the free throw yeah. line in Chicago, and. That's hilarious. We're gonna see that all season. I love that. So uh, it's it's very entertaining to me.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love it too. It gets it gets everybody going. It just shows how intense he is. No matter what sort of like the stakes are of the game, it doesn't really matter. Cage up for it. He's ready to go. You know, do you think there's any? Are there any targets? Are there any like people or like you know teams that we're gonna be looking out for and seeing like who's Cage going to get mixed up with? Is it? Because you're right. It is typically a young player who young he gets player, mixed up with Euro. A European guy, definitely. someone who's green, someone who's not really. Going Gonna, you know, um, He's know. gonna be too afraid to fight back. You yeah, know? Like, gonna be thrown off. Other that's players, the point, is to other throw players other have been guy off the off their game,
1: right? Other players have been in the league long enough to know that's just KG. Yep. And so he's got to go after the fresh meat. Yep. And I think it does a good job of psyching up our players. But <laughs> we're looking at the Warriors. It's gonna be hard for him to do that to anyone on the Warriors. They're champions. Yeah. It's really hard to talk trash to a champion. And if he starts talking trash, Draymond's gonna come right back. But if Draymond <laughs> says something to KG, I could see KG coming right back at Draymond. Sure. If he's not respecting his elder. KG will teach Draymond Green a lesson. That's right. Because KG's got, you know, fouls to give now. He's not going to ever like... He's playing like 15 minutes a night. Exactly. He's got fouls to give. And I would be afraid to piss him off at this point. (laughs) And then after that, we got the Pacers, the Grizzlies, and the Magic. I think the Magic is really the game I'm looking forward to. There's so many young guys on that team. I think that... Evan Fournier might be writing a letter <laughs> home, a uh, very you know, sad
0: letter home looking for support because it must, it must,
1: KG's gonna ruin his night. He's gonna eat his breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: It must be sort of like you know it must be scary to have KG up in your face, but it also must be like he's the oldest guy in the league, one of those guys in the league. So many of these guys looked up to him growing up. It must be sort of surreal. And like aside from scary, it just must be like amazing to be like, wow, like a living legend. KG's like talking sh- talking shit to and me the good thing
1: is that kg can always find the edge too it's not like uh or popovich now reporters go to him and they're like okay i'm bracing for it pop yeah. you're gonna be mean to me you know this is my pop moment where it's kind of a vetting process players don't like getting talk- tr- trashed no. by kg like he's no. mean i think like he's really hurting their feelings he probably he probably like zones in i, be- I like to think he does a little scouting ahead of time and sure knows a little bit gets a little dirt Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he eats honey nut Cheerios for breakfast just to know the taste.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that story. Oh, he's amazing. It, it goes so mellow. deep.
1: It goes so deep. And I, I if if Steve McPherson hasn't already done this, there's gonna be a uh photoshop of Kevin Garnett as grand Torino, <laughs> uh, like Clint Eastwood, like just being angry out on yeah. his porch, just being like, Oh
0: just pissed out at the world, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, next thing we have here on the docket, uh, we have cat puns from Mr. Uh, Dave Benz on the FSN broadcast alongside Jim Peterson. So far, whenever we get a little highlight reel dunk or a big block or something from from Towns, his nickname being Cat K-A-T, Dave Benz has been thrown in a couple. One, of the, His his big one, I think, so far has been the cat with the scratch. I right. love that one. The cat crawls his way to the free throw line. Yeah, he's, he's gone with that one. Um, we got a couple other we got a couple other ones here. Um, you just know, to help them out. Just to help them out. And, and we know we love listening. what you're doing. Yeah, we, we know we think listening.
1: it's silly, but we love the silly.
0: Yeah. What you got? What you got? I, I think that we're
1: not that far away from having a. Uh, where he has an emotional moment or a leadership moment, maybe,
0: and somebody says, "Well, you've got to love his catitude, catitude. in this situation."
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, let's say you say of a uh, towns uh, with a cathletic finish. That's a that's a stretch. I like that one though. We could uh, we could also though, the question is how do
1: you want to stray away from cat? Can you still associate wanna stray the, can you stray away ooh, from cat? I, I'm in the zone already. <laughs> yeah, and so you could you can have cat like words like if uh carl anthony towns gets called for a foul that he didn't deserve he could say you've got to be
0: kitten me (laughs) yeah i like that like you just move away from the cat thing and just use other feline type puns i like it the cat with the clawsome finish (laughs) the clawsome yeah, speaking of feline, yeah, we have another one here. Cat is feline good tonight. Oh. You know, Dave Benz, I really appreciate that. I think I, I hope he keeps him going. It makes me laugh every single time he drops a cat pun.
1: Yeah, and I hope he keeps it up because if he didn't, that would be a catastrophe.
0: <laughs> that's that's the way to close it out. That's the way to close it out. Okay, cool. We're going to take a little break right here and come back with more show. Keep on listening. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Wolves the podcast Scott it's uh that time of the show even though it is our first episode we already have a sponsor you think we'd be showing up for this if we weren't getting paid we're getting paid the dollar. Do this dollar bills we're getting paid we got to talk about do a live read here as they say in the business um and thank you to our sponsor we
1: appreciate it this is great uh they and I think they'll be a great fit for our audience. And, yeah. And
0: they, a fit for Timberwolves basketball. Before the first episode is even out, they just said, we know this is going to be great, you guys. So here's some money. Just talk about our business. And what their business is, it's, it's a little product called English for Timberwolves. Okay. Now, English for Timberwolves is a six-month, fully immersive language learning program. For foreign basketball players, now over the last couple of years, Wolves have had lots of them come through their program. All successful
1: right, successful alumni including Mikhail Gelibal. That's right. We also have Ricky
0: Rubio, uh, 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 Nik- Nikola Pekovic, currently in the program. They're they're all there. Damian uh, Rudez. Rudez. He's you know he's new in town, but he's currently going through the program. And of course, our uh, one of our prized rookies, Nemanja Bielica, um, is going through English for Timberwolves. We right had to now. teach him how to say his own name in English. It's 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 really impressive what types of things you can get out of this program. Um, I think even if you are not currently on the Timberwolves, um, if you're just a basketball player trying to learn some English, I think this product's for you. And a common misunderstanding about this is that
1: it's just basketball terminology you're learning. And that couldn't right. be
0: further from the truth. No, that's
1: you're, where you start, but no. Then from there, you move on to verbs and yep. then past tense verbs. And mm-hmm. of course, they'll, their vocabulary begins with basketball and sporting type things. And then it goes to like the law in terms of like not guilty, guilty. These things you learn how to say, innocent.
0: Yeah, plead the fifth.
1: And then after that, they have to learn about uh, luxury brands, mm-hmm. Rolexes, uh, you know, like nice Gucci bags or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chanel. everyone knows there's a lot of money in the NBA Lifestyle, and you know, you when you're when you're rolling through the, you know, the the Hilton lobby of, of any MBA, NBA city, you have to be well spoken. You oh. have to be able to, to name brands. You have to be able to, um, you know, talk the talk when you're on the phone with your agent. You know what everybody says about Carl Anthony Town so far? He's articulate. Yes, very much so.
1: That's how these players can become more articulate is through the strength of the English for Timberwolves immersive program. It's an extensive program that uh, it really will match your level of commitment and your involvement. They create a personalized plan for you, starting with where you need to start with. So you know, as uh, Costa Mm Kufis, for example, he started. He started at a much. A more advanced level,
0: yes. Than, say, he went to school at Ohio State, so he was, you know, already already had some reps,
1: exactly. And so that's why he could skip a level, whereas Alexei Shved had to had to
0: play the same level a few times. Yeah, he's fresh out the boat. He had to he had to repeat a couple of levels. That's how it is. But with English for Timberwolves, they make it really easy. Um, it's a great program. Um, we, uh, we really thank them for sponsoring our show. Uh, we have a special um, offer code here for you. If you go to englishfortimberwolves.com and enter offer code MUMBLE, M-U-M-B-L-E, and get your first month for free, Scott. For free. Wow. That
1: is four weeks of specialized learning plans to help you learn to have
0: English that you could use for bottle service or talking to women in clubs. It's amazing. Uh, again, we have lots of, um, you know, lots of examples of Wolves players who have come through the ranks and uh, learned how to, you know, speak English and speak the NBA language um, very efficiently. Check out EnglishForTimberwolves.com. Remember, offer the code Mumble, and uh, you'll get your first uh, month for free. We thank you so much uh, for their sponsorship and their support of Timberwolves, the podcast. Welcome back to the show. Time to move on to the next segment. It's our mailbag segment. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a ma- 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a ma- 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you've got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages send us your carrier pigeons we want to hear from you yeah. people have questions and again even though it's our first episode we already have questions from people and as always
1: you should know our answers are 100 correct yep not to be argued with in the court of law even
0: so what we say is law yeah i mean we we really like it if you contacted us about the show but please don't Please don't email us uh, regarding these answers. They're they're set in stone. They're for reals. Um, let's open up the first one. The first one comes to us from Robert in Egan, Minnesota. Thanks shout for listening, to, Robert. Shout out to Robert. He says, Andrew Wiggins has been reportedly having back problems early in the season. Yeah, he definitely has. On Tuesday against the Hornets, he sat out entirely. Are you worried about an injury, or are we just getting smarter about team health? Well, Robert and from Egan, thank you for writing in about that.
1: And I would say it's the exact opposite from being worried. I've never been more confident in Andrew Wiggins' health because this year, the Timberwolves went out and hired a medical professional, one of the best in the league at keeping basketball players healthy. Finally. Arnie Cantor is now with the team. He's got his plan about how to keep guys healthy. We've seen the smart teams in the NBA, maybe the smartest in the Spurs, limit players' minutes as a way of keeping them healthy year-round. And maybe all these injuries, we've had so many injury-plagued seasons, maybe it was a result of high minutes or playing players when they were have a sore knee or a sore back. And so now that I see that we're, play, we're having a smart approach to minutes management, even though as frustrating as that can be as a fan, I want Ricky to play 40 minutes a game because yeah. he's the best point guard. So it can be incredibly frustrating. But you, I, I respect Sam Mitchell's decisions, uh, understanding that they're coming from a place to keep our team healthier than
0: we've probably ever had. I think every good Tim Rolls team has been ruined by injuries. That's right. I think it's just smart. It's, it's the only way to go about it these days. The league is taking measures, taking steps to eliminate back-to-backs, eliminate four and five nights, that kind of thing. But you still need to watch out, even though Wiggins is, you know, the Spurs have so many older guys, and they get lots of press for you know, resting their people. And, and even though we're a younger team, Andrew is only 20 years old, you still got to watch out for him. I he think played, he played like the third most minutes in the league last season, like yes. behind Harden and someone else. And you, and
1: know you could say, oh, his legs are young, but how about we keep his legs young? We're yeah. seeing LeBron, you know, get his mileage up there every year. And we're wondering when he'll run out because you, you will only have so many jumps in those knees in your NBA career. So let's not, you know, run Andrew out there
0: for 40 minutes a game in a losing season. Yeah, he's, you know, we got we have to keep him healthy for the long term. I think that's smart, you know, and uh, the Wolves are currently in a stretch of six games and nine nights, stretches like that, T- sit one out. That's, that, that's going to be okay. As much as
1: I hate that, going to the Target Center and seeing my favorite players are sitting on the bench tonight. Yes. You got to understand it's the bigger picture. If you love the team, <laughs> it's the big picture.
0: Moving along, Chris from Shoreview, Minnesota writes us, Steve McPherson, of A Wolf Among Wolves. Mm. uh, Shouts to Steve. Shouts to Steve. Posted a great piece comparing Ricky Rubio to GOP presidential hopeful Marco Rubio. It got me thinking, which Timberwolves player would you vote for for president? All right,
1: it's a great question. I want to say first of all, I've been so confused with all this political news. I see Rubio in my my timeline, <laughs> Just I see the last him name. In the, you know, in, the, in my feeds, and I'm like, oh, why would Rubio be talking about education reform? I click it, and it's always the wrong <laughs> one. But one of these days, is going to be Ricky
0: talking politics. Yeah. So who's our president's presidential nominations from the Wolves team? You want to start? I'll, I'll absolutely start. Yeah. And Obviously,
1: because this question starts with Ricky yeah. being uh, eligible for president. Obviously, citizenship and nationality are no requirements no. here like they would be in a Throughout real election. Yeah. Which Or is what, age. Or age, exactly, because <laughs> yeah. none of the, the rules could no. be president. No, yeah. KG could. KG could. A oh, couple of them could. Absolutely. I think that I would vote for Gorgie Jane. Oh, He is a world-traveled man. He can speak yeah. five different languages. That is a sharp guy. Got, we know he's got a four-year education at Louisville. Ooh. So he's got his complete college degree, unlike a lot of these players on the team. And so he's a very intelligent man. I think that I would trust him in terms of, like, world politics, toning down the rhetoric. You know, he's not going to run too hot. He's really going to listen to other nations in their own dialect, and he'll be able to converse in their own dialect. It'll
0: be perfect. I think Gorgie Jane, 2016. Let's bring him to the White House. I like it. I'm going to go with, uh, with an older player. I'm going to take Tayshaun Prince. Uh, this, uh, this guy right here, you know, although, you know, he's a starter for the wolves right now, sort of in the tail end of his career, obviously brought in to bring along some of the wing players, but this guy's won a championship. He knows what it's like to be at the top. He knows what it's like to win at the highest level. I like him to, to be a leader. I think he's a, obviously a leader in the locker room. I think he could lead our nation. And you know what winning a championship means? What's that? A trip to the White House. Oh, he's
1: been there. He's been there. He's, he's, he's hung he sh- out in the Oval Office. He's already shook hands. He's made those connections. <laughs> he, knows, he knows the layout of the White House already. So yeah. day one training, not going to be an issue for him. I mean, he's going to be able to be commander in chief right off the beginning of the bat.
0: He knows how to get around in the White House. I like that. That's another great point. All right. Next question comes to us from Kelly in Stillwater, Minnesota. She writes, Carl Anthony Towns is the next NBA superstar. True. Right, right True. Straight off the bat right away. Is that the question? Because the answer is yes. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, there's more. Which local companies should lock him up to a sponsorship deal before Gatorade comes mm, calling? Thanks Thanks for writing, Kelly. Yeah, so we are talking about uh, – I think, uh, you know, Carl uh, has signed up with Nike. I think he's set there. But, you know, I don't think – I think he still has some room on his sponsorship plate right now. He's, he's got room for other, other companies. And I think, you know, we, we do need to throw some local businesses into the mix – what are we thinking here? What, what should, where, where, where should he look?
1: You know, I think 3M needs to snap on this. And, oh. And, z- and pick him up right away. They have such a range of products that could advertise, like sticky notes, uh, scotch tape. They're always inventing new things as well. Yep. And they have such a range of products. I think you could have a fun ad series where it's like, oh, look at Carl Anthony Town sticking notes up like really high where other people can't reach it. Yes. Oh, and look, it's Some a, seven-footer humor. It, it's always funny to see a big guy. <laughs> using little products and 3M makes a world of little products that are already in your home today. Cause you can't live without them. 3M,
0: Carl Anthony Towns. I love it. I want Carl Anthony Towns to be sponsored by the tourism board of Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I think it can be centered around a pun featuring his name where it's like, get out on the towns with Carl Anthony mm. Towns, you know, and it's about him sort of, you know, going to all the hot spots in the twin cities metropolitan area And it's a big campaign, again, centered on a pun, which everybody loves, as we talked about with Dave Benz before. You know, I think getting out on the towns. Um, with Carl Anthony. With Carl Anthony. There,
1: there, there are more than just one city we're advertising here. We are advertising two. It's the Twin Cities. and it's, right. it's the towns. We got them both. The synergies there.
0: So just a couple ideas for you. Just, just a couple for for uh, for Cat and his agent. You know, just just look it up.
1: And if, if General Mills wants to get on that, I would eat some uh, Carlitos. Uh, it would be <laughs> Carlite, and then it, it would be a hyphen then O's. O's. Carlitos. I like the it's a breakfast cereal. cereal. Yeah. It's nice. They already
0: got a mascot. It's perfect. It's amazing. It's amazing. Good times. Alright, thanks for uh, listening to us uh, Go through some questions If you have a question for us be sure, to, be sure to holler Head over to our website Timberwolvesthepodcast.com We do have a contact page over there And you can uh, type in a question for us That'd be wonderful Also, Twitter At Wolvescast At Wolvescast at Is our Tweet Twitter at handle Tweet at us a little question And um, you know we'd love to answer them On our next podcast
1: Do not send rhetorical questions though. It makes us really confused
0: Timberwolves, the podcast. Time for another segment. This one's called Predict It.
1: Diddle, 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 diddle.
0: Predict It. That's right. It's time to predict something in the near future for the Minnesota Timberwolves based on what we've seen, based on kind of how we're feeling about how things are going. Scott, you want to start us off with a prediction?
1: Absolutely. I, I feel very confident in my predictions. Okay. Okay. As I always do. Sure. And my prediction is that we're not going to have to wait a very long time to see Andrew Wiggins score 40 points in a game. Oh. This week we saw him match his career high at 33 points against the Hawks. Filthy. And we saw the – he had a lot of shots that were in and out of the rim. He had mm-hmm. a lot of easy ones that should have gone down. He missed free throws. And He's still hurt, apparently. He's still hurt. Yeah. So imagine that once he's fully healthy, the kind of havoc that he can wreak. Instead of pulling up just short of the rim – and trying to lay it in, he'll be able to dunk two hands over everybody. Wow. And I I think we can uh lock it in that within the next couple months, maybe next
0: month itself. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> 40 points. 40, throwing down 40 before the end of the year. That would be that'd be that'd be that'd be something special. I think you can do it a couple times this year.
1: Yeah. Just you know it's coming. You can score feel it. Scores
0: so efficiently. He's got the three going a little bit now. He's getting in the line a lot. You know, I could see a game you know, where he gets the line 15 times. That's that's, like that's that. just it.
1: When he's got it all working for him, threes and free throws and getting shots at the rim, that's a recipe for success, my friend. It's the James Harden way. That's the Corey Brewer 51-point game way.
0: I love it. Okay, uh, my prediction, I think the Wolves, they're going to be over five hundred at the end of this calendar year. That's right. I said it. Even if it's just one game over, I think the Wolves will be able to tread water here for the beginning part of the season. Now, I don't know if the whole season will end up you know i think you know 40 wins is a lot for this team for this whole season but i think you know for the next 6 weeks or so they can sustain what they're doing right now which is playing about 500 ball you know winning some games on the road they're going to show up their their games at home here they're going to get some uh, some easy you know, they're going to face some easy soft uh, eastern conference teams so so soft i think i think a they soft can underbelly. you know i think they can be you know i don't know how many games we have until the end, end of the you know um, uh, calendar year here But I think they can be a couple games over. Why not? Why not? I think the defense is there. That's kind of the main thing you need. Like we talked about before, closing out games has been there. Um, So why not? I think that's a nice little bold prediction. It's not like the team is going to get healthier as the year goes on. This
1: is probably the healthiest we, we will be. So it's a smart time to pick that. We've got all of our guys in there and before any, you know, Injury can slow us down at all. It seems like we could sustain this. I
0: like this. I like this prediction. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's 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 get the 500. Let's get the let's get the Wiggins dropping 40 maybe multiple times in the next couple of weeks. They we'll feel see.
1: related. They feel it yes. feels like Wiggins drops 40 and we win games. They, they yeah, go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, we need we can't have one without the other. We need both of them there. All right, it's a prediction. It's made. So if you have any pr- for predictions for us, uh, make sure again drop us a line hit us up on uh hit us up on the email or on the Twitter at wolvescast. What do, what do you predict will happen in the next little bit? We'd love to read your predictions. We off. don't
1: want to hear you say you were predicted something after it happens, <laughs> you know. Don't be like, "Oh yeah, I knew Wiggins was going to drop 40." You have to say it. It's not fair. If you don't say
0: it first, you can't call <laughs> it, you know. All right, so stick around. We take one more break and be back with the end of the show, It's Timberwolves the podcast. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to the show. Time for our last segment here. We're going to close things out with a little game, a little quiz show, if you will. Let's get the music going.
1: This is a fun game show <laughs> called It's America's Favorite Game Show, From, where we ask you where
0: an NBA player went to school. That's right. That's right. So I have a list of some um, some Timberwolf players Most of them current players. And I'm going to quiz Scott here and see how many of these uh, players he can correctly identify where they went to school and played basketball for their college experience. Okay, so let's start out here. I'm going to give you the Timberwolves player, and you tell me where they went to school. First up, Mr. Kevin Martin from Nevada. Nevada. No, you're for one right now. Sorry, that's a tough one. Western Carolina, Western Carolina. Western Carolina. Hmm. Now, we, now I have to say, we, for this game, I didn't pick. The, I didn't pick the starters. You know what I mean? I think some of the young, some of the younger guys, some of the people who we you all saw know, that Kentucky team last year, high draft picks recently. You know, we know where Tyus Jones with the school, that kind of thing. Um, these are some of the lesser known guys. So next up, couldn't make it easy on me. Next up, my pick for uh, for president on the Wolves. It's got Tayshon Prince. From? I know he's he's from the he's from one of those big
1: programs. Yep. I want to say... Oh, I know it's between... It's the rivalry. I, I don't know what side to pick of it. I want to say he's from North Carolina. Kentucky. Kentucky!
0: <laughs> no! He's <laughs> okay. one of those big ones. Yeah, Yeah. That's all right. okay. I missed one more, so and I've school, already failed the fans. Went to school. Uh, yeah, he went to school in the same place Cat went to school.
1: You know, I bet they watch the games and rib-tie us together.
0: Whenever All right, this next one um, is a program that's in a little bit of turmoil right now, a little bit of controversy in the current events. Scott Gorgie Jang from... Louisville. You got it. <laughs> that's it. And we won't Louisville. talk about how he chose that school. No, no this is a little good. Let's keep it going. All right, next one. Uh, Wolves traded for him last year. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Scott Adrian Payne from... I uh, hate the school. Went to school in the Big Ten, so I hate them. Michigan State. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Michigan
1: State, Adrian Payne, Spartan. Spartan. Sparty Tom, the Spartan.
0: Tom Izzo told Flip Saunders, trade for this guy. He'll be all right. Uh, hey,
1: I, who's to say no to Tom Izzo?
0: Yeah. yeah and then I think the, the jury's still out on Adrian, Adrian Payne. He's not getting a lot of playing time right now, but he, he's, he's been okay so far. Injuries will come. He'll get his time. He'll all get good. his run. Okay. Moving on uh, to the next player. Andre Miller from... Oh, boy. This was hard. I don't expect you to get it.
1: Um thinking out there. West Coast. West Coast. And then I'm going to say, if it's a West Coast school, I'm going to say he went to Cal. Utah. Utah? Who goes to college in Utah? not even Utah, BYU who Utah, has a Utah. basketball
0: pro Utah now we're gonna get into a couple wow a couple what, former wolves
1: what college like Utah is where you get sent when your parents are afraid you're gonna party too hard at college and they're like you
0: know what we're gonna send you to Utah go for college go hang with them Mormons you'll be alright yeah wow alright moving on to a couple a couple. we got two more former wolves to start Mr. D.C. himself, Dante Cunningham. Dante Cunningham from Villanova. Villanova. Nova, I didn't think you know that one. I'm surprised I do,
1: but I just knew it right away for some reason. Love you, D.C. Glad to see you landed on your feet with the
0: Pelicans. D.C. hustle in the house. All right, one more for you. We love him a lot. I think he's playing in Spain right now. Played for the Wolves the last two seasons. Scott, Robbie Hummel.
1: From oh man, you're giving me another big 10 school. Yep, I remember before his knee surgeries that he was a monster at this school, and I hated him because, once again, different big 10 school. But I've learned to lo- ro- love hop Robbie now, as he was great for the Wolves. It is Boilermaker meat which is what we call the Purdue <laughs> Boilermakers. He was a Boilermaker,
0: right. that's right. Robbie Hummel, Purdue Boilermaker. There maker. he is, so Skyka four out of seven. We'll have another game, uh, for you next week. But, yeah, that's going to wrap up our show. First episode of Timberwolves, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thank you to our sponsors, English for Timberwolves.
0: That's right. Language
1: immersion program. We appreciate it having sponsors.
0: Yeah, if you want to sponsor our show, just email us and, you know, we'll get to it. we we're, we got lots of opportunities right now, lots of open slots. So get at us and we'll get that going. But thanks for listening to us, listening to this show. We're going to have a show every week um, going forward here for, for the next uh, foreseeable future. And keep things going. So uh, make sure you, you uh, share this episode if you dug it with all your Timberwolves fanatic friends. And, uh, and yeah, anything else, Scott, that we need to tell the people out there?
1: Go to the Warriors game late so I can get an Andrew Wiggins bobblehead. I do not want to wait in line
0: very long. So, <laughs> you know, show up late for that one. That's right. We're going to be trying to put this show out once a week. So uh, keep on listening. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much.
1: Bye. <laughs>